Buenos dias. Thank you for listening to Homo in Training. My name is Jay Daye, and I am one of two hosts on this podcast. Homo in Training podcast is bite-sized entertainment that focuses on introspective conversations with two queer Latinx millennials. But today it's just me. Each week, we rotate between three segments called Thoughtful Moment, Entertainment Review, and some science shit. And if you don't already know, you are here for our science shit this week. The science shit segment is where I break down some science questions that are either audience submitted or some of my favorite things. You might be thinking, why are they doing an episode on science? It's because science is fucking amazing. It's super awesome. And I am so passionate about the world around us and everything. And I really want the audience to come away with this podcast, not only feeling inspired, but also feeling like, damn bitch, like I'm smarter. Not just like, oh, you listen to two friends being stupid and acting crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. But I want you to learn some shit and... I want you to have fun doing it. So hopefully you have fun with me and you enjoy this topic that I'm about to cover, which is angiosperms. And you're probably like, sperm? No, angiosperms. Other words, they're called flowering plants. Did you know that flowering plants are the most diverse group of land plants on the planet? That means that there are more flowering plants than there are any other land plants out there, which is wild. But what's even more wild about that is that angiosperms didn't actually show up in the fossil record until 125 million years ago, which you might be thinking like, bitch, that's a fucking long time. It is, but it also isn't considering that the planet is 4 billion years old. So 125 million years is literally nothing. So these plants that have become the most, one of the most diverse and the most abundant on the planet came into existence while other plants were already here doing their shit. Like that is fucking wild that this little flowering plant came into an environment that was dominated by other plants and then went and became the most diverse plants in the land. Crazy, right? And if I sound sick, it's because I think I am. I'm getting tested for coronavirus, but I think I have it, you guys, just because I um, can't smell or taste, and uh, my roommate got it, and like a day after he said he got it, um, I started feeling sick, so... I did my best, you guys. I did my best to stay inside, to wear a mask, do all those things. And she still got me. Rony Pony. She still she still came and she snuck up behind me and she still got me. <sighs> but alas, I'm, I'm okay though. I'm not like really like fucked up. If anything, I just have like a headache and I have like cold chills. So like I'm like hot, but like cold at the same time which is extremely uncomfortable, especially when you're trying to sleep. And um, this podcast, like, I was supposed to do it a couple days ago, but because I got sick, like, a couple days ago, it's been pretty hard to even, like, focus to do it. So this one's going to be very, like, last minute, and I'm going to do my best to be as entertaining and as wild and as funky as I can, but just know that I am in pain. I have a headache, 
and I am going to do my best to not edit this because I have such a headache that like I can't even like focus. So I'm going to try to not ramble too much and just get straight to the point, be sexy, be smart, and be entertaining for you guys. So before we start, we have a new thing on the podcast called The Double Feature, which is where me and Leslie recommend something to our podcast audience. But seeing as Leslie is never usually on the science episodes, I decided that for the double feature, I will be doing both of them for the science episode. So I get to recommend two things to you guys. One thing that I want to recommend to everybody here is this YouTube channel called Crash Course. It was created by John and Hank Green. And if you don't know who John Green is... I don't know if you guys ever read the book, um, The Fault in Our Stars, like super popular. They made a movie about it. He is like the writer for that movie. I mean, for that book. He's really smart and he has a brother named Hank and they joined together to do Crash Course. And Crash Course is just a whole bunch of learning all in different little categories with like cute cartoons. And the hosts are really entertaining. So it really helps when... The teacher is really funny and engaging. So they have things like psychology, economics, um, chemistry, biology, engineering, statistics, artificial intelligence, a lot of different stuff. It's really great. And I usually get a lot of the information that I use for my science episodes because they're very well condensed and when I read the comments a lot of people use crash course as like a way to study before a test so they give a really a lot of really good information and I'm gonna link them for you guys so please check them out if you want to learn something new some history stuff some biology stuff some AI stuff please check them out they're really awesome and if you want to listen to some stuff, my other double feature that I have is a podcast called In Defense of Plants. And it's hosted by this guy named Matt Candeas. And he is really cool. He has a very relaxing voice. And what the podcast goes over, a lot of different subjects like within plants, whether it be like saving Florida's native plants, the sex lives of yuccas, cities that need trees earth's first forest like a lot of really cool subjects that all has to do with plants and it's a really good podcast if you're looking to learn and you want to go out there and start discovering some plants on your own because a lot of the shows that he has he interviews people but they're usually like out in nature identifying stuff and talking about it so it's really cool to like listen to this and kind of be like oh shit like I want to go outside and I want to identify some of these plants too and and it's just a really good podcast that I hope you guys enjoy, and I will also link below. So in honor of spring coming up, I wanted to do an episode about flowers. And like I mentioned, they're called angiosperms. And before we start, I want to explain that everything in the world is categorized, okay? The way that scientists try to find out where species come from, who's related to them, and all this stuff is that they have everything divided into phylogenetic trees, which are just like 
what it sounds like a tree with the main the trunk you know the main part of the tree that is where everything comes from and then the branches and stuff where everything else branches off and obviously that trunk of the tree where everything comes from is the common ancestor which is some fucking bacteria bitch so everything is separated into little categories so um it starts off with domain kingdom phylum class order family genus and species so you don't have to remember that but just know that everything is classified under these types of categories this hierarchy one would say so at the tippy top they have domain and then right below that is kingdom and when you talk about the kingdoms there are plants protistas animals chromista and fungi which are different types of kingdoms that are out there and we're going to be talking about kingdom plants and there are four main types of plants out there there are ferns, mosses, and liverworts, ferns, gymnosperms, and angiosperms. These are all phylum of the kingdom plant. So hope that doesn't get too confusing, but a phylum is just, think of it as like a branch. It's just a category. So the reason that there are four different types of plants is because they all work very differently. Mosses and liverworts are non-vascular plants. So that means that they don't have like veins that transport water throughout the whole entire plant to grow tall like a tree. So for my nurses out there, I think vascular system probably means veins. So hey, here's some nursing stuff for you. So that's why non-vascular plants are going to be really small and close to the ground because they don't have the ability to transfer water too far throughout the whole entire plant. So that's why they're mosses. Now, these plants were living way before angiosperms ever came into the scene. But they were limited. I mean, they couldn't grow big and they had to be near water because how else were they going to get water if they can't transport it anywhere, you know? The other type of plant are called ferns, which is a type of vascular plant. And what that means is that these plants are able to move water from the soil all the way up to their leaves, which allows them to grow taller than mosses and liverworts. Now, ferns don't have seeds. They have these things called spores, which are just like dust that has like all of this genetic material that needs water in order to be transported from the plant to like somewhere else. So ferns, if you see a true fern, you're only going to see them growing near water because it's important for that water to help in the reproduction of the plant. The other type of plants that are out there are called gymnosperms, which gymnosperms are vascular plants and they reproduce through seeds, which this is where we're going to start seeing the first type of plants that have their own seeds. And gymnosperms can be like ginkgos. If you guys have ever seen a ginkgo tree, they're so pretty. I also think they're like endangered, so please don't go chopping down fucking ginkgo trees. Um, pine trees, if y'all have seen little pine cones that you usually see like on the floor and stuff when they're all open, that is the female cone seed that is there. And then the male one is like, it looks a little bit different, but it's like little and it looks like a little fucking testicle, which is fucking wild. Now, gymnosperms don't have flowers. They have just, as they call them, naked seeds, which is what gymnosperm means. It means naked seed. So it doesn't have 
the fruit or the flower to cover up the seed. It's just like pretty much exposed. And gymnosperms highly rely on wind to help pollinate their seeds. So pine trees don't need animals to help them pollinate themselves. They just use the good old-fashioned wind. And last but not least, it's our favorite Miss Angiosperm, which are called flowering plants. And these are also vascular plants with seeds that grow inside of a fruit. Now, I've been talking a lot about plants, okay? Let's jump into angiosperms. What are they? How are they different from everything I just named? And why are they bomb.com? Let's go! Okay, what are angiosperms? I was just talking about them. Angiosperms are flowering plants that produce seeds and use the help of pollinators to help spread those seeds. About 80% of all living plants on earth are angiosperms. Isn't that fucking crazy? And angiosperms are so vastly diverse. You might not even consider something a flower because you probably when you think of a flower, you think of a rose. You don't think of grass as flowers. Palm trees have flowers. And I bet the more you start to think, I bet the more you're going to start to realize, like, damn, like, everything outside has a fucking flower. Especially now that spring is coming up, you're going to start to notice flowers everywhere. On all the trees, on all the bushes, on all the things growing out in nature. You're going to start noticing them all start to bloom within the next couple of months, which is going to be really exciting for flower lovers out there. Because let me tell you, that's why I fucking love spring is because those flowers are so pretty and they smell so good and I love them so much. Now, why are flowers revolutionary? It's because plants have a mutual beneficial relationship with bugs and animals. So that means that they have like a little tit for tat relationships with each other. Like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours and the plants, the flowers they give the bugs and the animals, like hummingbirds and bats. Bats are also pollinators. And you know, the other bugs, the normal bugs, bees, stuff like that. But flies also pollinate too. So do some wasps. So there are a lot of different things that pollinate. But all of those get food from the plant because the plants have nectar. So the plant gives them a little sweet little sugar. We both know you won't make it halfway to Virgon 6 before the craving sets in. Then you'll come crawling back for another taste of sweet, sweet candy. Bam. In exchange for, you know, rubbing their pollen all up in their body, and then they go to another flower and they drink some more nectar, and then they rub all of that pollen onto the flowering plant. Now, this is really important because back in the day when other when gymnosperms were able to pollinate through the wind, angiosperms perfected it by having animals help, which substantially increased their chances of being reproduced because they didn't just hope that the wind would maybe blow the shit onto a random cone. Now it has these plants, I mean these bugs, that are specifically going to the same flower, carrying pollen from flower to flower, pollinating all of the flowers. And, you know, angiosperms and flying insects are likely to co-evolve together. Like, that's fucking wild. That means that flying bugs and flowers started appearing around the same time and because that happened they were able to strength each strengthen each other and now certain flowers 
have like evolved to only cater to one or two certain types of animal or bug which is wild to think like why would a flower limit itself to just one pollinator and i don't know what to tell you dude angiosperms are fucking wild i i think it's really cool because you know some of them you know the only certain tongues of, of of certain animals can get deep enough in the flower to get the nectar. So flowering plants are pretty picky. They're like, bitch, don't fucking come over here just because you're a bug. I only let certain bugs all up in this plant pussy. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm really sick and I have a headache. <laughs> and if there is a certain characteristic that you probably notice about flowers, which is probably the way that they look and the way that they smell. All of those things make it easy for pollinators like animals and bugs to find them and to pollinate them because let's say you smell a rose, you know exactly what a rose smells like. So does a fucking bug. When a bug smells a rose, it is like, dude, this rose has this type of fucking nectar and I'm hungry and I'm going to go to this one. It's like smelling either burgers or smelling barbecue, you know, like these animals have keen sense of smell which better than our smell and they can smell these flowers from miles and miles away and another characteristic that you notice about flowers is that they're bright and colorful and beautiful it's because the bugs have to be able to see them and because bugs are flying they have to be bright enough for these bugs to be able to see them all the way in the sky and the really cool thing is that bugs don't really see in the same type of way that we see we see colors in a very different way than a lot of other animals. And I'll be sharing some things on our Instagram at Home Run Training where I'll show you what flowers look like to bugs because a lot of times when it's shown in like bug view, it shows you how the colors of the flowers make kind of like a like an arrow, like like pointing towards the middle of the flower, being like, look, bitch, come in here. Come get your shit in here. And it's really cool. I'll definitely be posting some pictures like that. But that bright colors of the flowers make it easy for the bugs to find them too. Now, if you learned in school, most flowers are male and female. That means they have male and female parts inside of them. And male and female really doesn't mean the same in plant as it does in human. But essentially... Plants have something called pollen, which you can compare that to like sperm or cummies for my gay folk out there. <laughs> that is like a very controversial word online, cummies. I love it. I think it's so funny. Um, but yeah, pollen is cummies and flowers also have ovaries, which we all know. If you have ovaries out there, that's where the egg is. And in flowers, the pollen has to get to the ovary in order to produce a fruit. Now, some flowers can reproduce on their own, not all of them, but most of them require a bug to help them pollinate themselves because these plants aren't trying to have fucking incest babies. Like, they're trying to have like a genetically diverse type of seed. Because for any um, country bumpkin folk out there that don't know why incest is bad is because when you have too much of the same dna there are like certain diseases like within all of us i mean it's just it's just how it is and when we mate when we have sexy when we have reproductive sex i guess because you can have sex and not have a baby but 
um, when you do that, you're mixing your genetics from two different types of people, which is going to make those diseases that are in your DNA, like kind of like get pushed down lower because now you have a new set of DNA in there. So it's not at risk of reproducing like a fucking like cancer or something. Now, when you reproduce with like a sibling or something that is too much of the same DNA that sometimes, you know, when you see deformities or you see things wrong in families that have been doing incest for a really long time, it's because those traits haven't been diversified in a new pool of DNA. So you're getting all of those recessive genes are coming up because there's nothing else to there's no other DNA there, so it has no choice. So plants want to avoid that as much as possible and have a diverse genetic DNA because that allows it to live longer and fight off diseases a lot better than um, a plant that just pollinates itself over and over again. And flowering plants, once they've been pollinated, they create these things called fruits. You might know them as apples, grapes, pomegranates, oranges, etc., And one thing inside of those fruits is a seed. And if you guys know the difference between vegetables and fruits is that fruits have seeds inside of them. The reason why fruits are important is because this helps create a protective shell over the seed. And it kind of creates a nice little like food for the seed to start growing because when fruit falls naturally from a tree and there's nobody to eat it or anything like that, it's it's going to start like decaying and stuff and getting gross. But these seeds in the middle use these fruits as kind of like, oh, like um like a soil starter. It's like nutrients, right? Because the fruit is full of nutrients. So as it's like decomposing in the soil, it helps create like a nice little nutrient patch for the seed to start growing. So sometimes fruits are also used in that way. But Sometimes fruits are also used in a way to transport the seed from one location to another. A lot of birds, monkeys, um, and really any animals really, I think, eat fruit. And, you know, they take the fruit from one place, they eat it, num, 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 and then they go somewhere else and they poop it out. And that poop is also another starter. It's a nice little um, nutrient starter for the seed as well. And that caca helps, like, fertilize the seed it helps germinate the seed because animal skaka a lot of times has like nutrients in it that the seed uses in order to grow. So that's why you'll see like random plants growing on these like crazy, crazy places is because animals are taking the seeds and, and, and splitting them up. And that's important because the flower, the flowering plant is not trying to compete with its children. It's trying to make children in order to survive, but it's not trying to like make children and then make them all like grow next to it so that then the mother flower is like deprived of sunlight and nutrients. So that's why it uses, you know, these different techniques of other pollinators and also fruits and and seed dispersion. That's why it uses that with animals to help like kind of get it away, but still have a surviving chance, you know? 
So that's it, man. I mean, that's an angiosperm. I can go into detail, I guess, about the flower. Because y'all know there's stamen, there's fucking... There's so much biology to go into the flower, but that wasn't really what I wanted to talk about today. It was more about what are angiosperms and how can you like appreciate them for what they are. So that's what angiosperms are. I hope you loved it. Now let's wrap up with some closing thoughts of why are angiosperms so amazing and how did they become so fucking cool? How did they become the most diverse plants in the world? Let's talk about it. Alright, bitch, wrapping it up. I hope this has been good. <laughs> I honestly have been having a really hard time focusing and doing this because I'm just so hot. I, like, have a headache. I can't think. I'm just... I'm very much sick you guys like I cannot focus right now but I hope that it made sense and I hope that the final product makes sense because this is one of my favorite subjects just because plants are just so fucking wild and flowers are probably one of my favorite type of plants out there just because I think they're so pretty and they're so unique and they have so many different types of like properties that just make me like fucking excited you guys like the next episode i'm gonna do is actually gonna be about orchids which are the most diverse flowers out there which ugh, we'll get into orchids they're fucking wild but why are angiosperms successful and it's as simple as it's a relationship with bugs and animals that's the t is that these plants were able to become successful because it gets help from other people and one thing that I really love about science and you know we'll go into this more when I start doing other episodes about like the mitochondria and things like that is that mutualism this codependent relationship that animals have with flowers are the same type of relationships that we have with bacteria in our gut your body doesn't necessarily digest and absorb everything that it eats it needs the help of bacteria in your tummy well not your tummy it's actually your intestines it needs that bacteria in order to break down this food into nutrients that your body uses. So in exchange, your body protects this bacteria with a home, I mean your intestines, and in exchange, you feed it and it feeds you. And that's a mutual relationship that we have right now, which, I mean, every living being has microbiome, which is just a, a family of bacteria living in their stomach. Everybody has that. Um, everything has that. I mean, even on your skin, there's just there is bacteria everywhere. And, you know, plants use that to their advantage with bugs because bugs need food, plants have food, and plants need to get pollinated. And bugs are usually hairy as fuck. So fucking one, two, three, four, bitch, there you go. And another thing that is just so cool about angiosperms is that they came into existence while other plants were already here. So imagine a whole entire planet already full of plants, already thriving, having its own life, you know, doing its thing. And here comes fucking Miss Angio coming in here and takes over everything, you guys. Literally, 80% takes over everything on this fucking planet, which is just so cool to know that this plant was able to fill a little niche 
and just take over. And it's kind of like humans. I mean, you know, we just appeared one day and now we are everywhere on on the globe, which is oof, it's so crazy. And Miss Angio just came and said, you know what, this is my fucking house, bitch. And I'm going to take over. And for that, I have to tip my hat to her. And I love flowering plants. And I hope that when you go out and you walk around and you start to notice these different types of plants outside and you look at a plant and you'll be like, bitch, that's a fucking angiosperm. I know that's an angiosperm. And people are like, angiosperm? What are you talking about? You're like flowering plant, you fucking idiot, stupid. And I hope you have a better love and appreciation for plants because, I mean, you guys, honestly, sometimes I think they're alive. I think they are. And flowers sometimes specialize so specifically to the point where flowers will sometimes mimic other animals in order to get it to come pollinate it. You know, for example, the reason why I want to do orchids is because orchids are really fucking cool because they do this thing where they make themselves into the shape of the bug so when the bug comes it like wants to mate and then when it like starts doing its little like mating like humping or whatever the plant then tricks it and then like fucking puts its pollen all over it and then the bug is gonna go and fuck another bug looking plant and when it does that it's gonna pollinate it like this flower changed its shape completely to match this bug's body shape that is fucking wild and the fact that these things have sperm and ovaries like bitch i have sperm like that is fucking crazy that is so crazy and you know it just goes to show that really all life on the planet is connected whether you want to acknowledge it or not everything is connected and when we go out into the world we should really think of us all being connected and not being separate plants aren't separate from us we are plants plants are us we come from the same from the same thing we all come from dna like in the beginning i told you that we all come from this bacteria bitch the reason why that bacteria bitch you know was important is because she had dna which is what all life on planet earth is made out of is dna everything has dna except for i think like rocks but like everything has dna that makes us all family that makes us all connected that makes us one living organism you know what i mean so respect the planet, love planet Earth because she's fragile and she's just doing her best. She really is. And yeah, well, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, make sure you DM me on Instagram if you have any questions or if you want to know anything fun about the plant world or if you want to email me some ideas for my next science episode please do that at homoandtrainingpodcast at gmail.com and i'll be sure to read those because i've done it before and i'd love to do it again for some more people so thank you guys so much bye also wish me well send send get well gifts